This is Room in the Trees, a podcast about living a creative life. Room in the Trees is hosted by Trent Reynolds and me, Sabrina Ward-Harrison. Show notes including pictures, links, video, and more for every episode can be found at roominthetrees.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Sabrina Ward-Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. And now, here's this week's episode. Could we do the whole podcast like this? Hi. Hi. Yes. How long could we talk like this? (laughs) Would people still listen to us? Well, Sabrina... Oh, I don't think I'd last long. I would have to be very, very intentional. It takes a lot of mouth muscles (laughs) and cheeks. cheeks. (laughs) Hi, hi, hey, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh gosh. This this tis the season. Tis the tis. season. Um can I share a little bit of uh, body failure? Yes. All right. Please. It's one of those things that I tend to return to. So I recorded a video fairly recently and uh was re-watching it and it was a live video. Mm. And <clears throat> and it looked like I had a little something on my mouth. And I couldn't oh. figure it out. Turns out my body has decided to grow a patch of white whiskers right at the edge of my mouth. <laughs> such that oh. it looks <laughs> so that it looks like I've got like a little milk mustache or a little something on my mouth. Oh, interesting. And, you know, of course I can't. What am I gonna do? Gonna like use beard dye on a little little spot? Anyway, it's like I my my scruff is the same length as it always is. Yeah. But for some reason, that little patch has gone white, and it looks like I need to clean my face. Weird. Hashtag body fail. (laughs) Aging. (laughs) Aging is awkward. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awkward. That's that's better. Hashtag aging awkward is aging. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. Like I get my eyebrow white hairs in my eyebrow. Those are the worst. Ugh. Yeah. Those are weird. How dare they? Yeah. I heard this funny interview. Um, Tim Ferriss interviewed Jerry Seinfeld. I heard it on his his podcast last week, and the, the end of the interview, Jerry saying how like. God gives you till about 43 and then he kind of lets you go. He's like, I'll be with you. And then about, but about 43, he's like, you're on your own. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> it's like, that's really relatable. It's like, okay. You, yeah. you know, it's like, it took you this far. You got it. You, you got it from here. You've had a good run. You've had a good run. Good luck to you. <laughs> I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. It feels so different. I just, just turning 45. I mean, I feel suddenly like more tired and like thinking, oh my gosh, is this really, is this really, what's changing? I mean, everything's changing, but it is, it is odd. <laughs> I think, and there's something that, like how that reflects in your attitude. Like I, I feel like just generally I, before I would just kind of go along with things uh-huh. You know, even if I wasn't totally comfortable or, you know, it's like, like my comfort just didn't matter as much. Right. Yeah. My well-being. I just kind of go with a flow, right? It was an example now, of that. I don't know, like, uh, you know, like just like a family activity. We'd go okay. be doing something, you know, and I'm not really into it, you know, yeah. but whatever. This is just what we're doing. And now I'm more likely just to go, uh, no, <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. I don't know. Maybe I, I think there's like a physical component and also just like a mental, like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> We're just not going to do that anymore. <laughs> that's, that's not on the menu. Sorry. I don't know. Like when you're, when you were younger, you were with friends and they're like, eh, let's go bowling. Right. right, 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 right. And you don't really care about bowling. You don't really want to go bowling, but yeah, you got time, right? You got time. You can right, do it. Right. I'm going to go bowling. It'll be fine, right? And now it's it's like I think if somebody said let's go bowling, I'd just be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank uh, you. I don't have time. I don't have energy, <laughs> and I don't really like bowling. I'm not going to go. Sorry. No. Yeah. So I, no, I, maybe that's a you. good example. Yeah, that's totally a good example. That being said, last time we had a family reunion, I, I do believe we went bowling. Actually, not the most recent one, but anyway. So maybe that's not entirely true. I still go bowling. But here's a random thing that I'm completely on this kick of Survivor. Never watched it when it when it when when it's aired, but decided I just yeah. deep dived into Survivor and watched probably eight seasons of it. And it's, it's kind of like watching really? a sports game or something where it's like completely not anything that I do I'm interested in but my totally takes my mind off of any work related stuff and right. uh it's I like the social strategy part of it and I'm watching the last the most recent one which is season 40 which is 20 winners who've all won the game which is so they're really good at it they're all competing right. against each other for two million dollars Oh my so it's goodness. really strategic and just oh it's good but and it's all it's all about like undercutting and outwitting yep, and all yep, that yeah yeah but you have to you have back, to form these alliances and you have to like form friendships and then you, but you you're all it is a little like chess where you have to thinking you know three steps ahead of yourself and um, and then people all have different, mm. some people are really good at the physical, you know, some people are really good at like the puzzle part of it. Some people are good at just the, um, really good at social strategy and, you know, great relationships, but you can't, the whole thing is you can't stand out too much or they'll, so you're really trying this right. line where you can't be too good at anything and, and right you want to be good but not not threatening yeah. and then the last the, <laughs> you want yeah be... and the last people that are the jury is made up of the last like 10 people so they all decide who wins so you have to 
you have to be aware of when you're eliminating people, how many people you're backstabbing because they're ultimately voting whether you, who wins. It's really interesting. Um, hmm. <laughs> so anyone listening, that's something um, curious. Survivor. Survivor. What about you? I don't think I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Survivor. No, I never had either before. Maybe. Um, the only TV show that we are, you know, watching with any regularity is is the Mandalorian. Oh, I haven't heard of that. It's a, it's a Star Wars thing on Disney Plus. It's okay. I haven't been. I don't know. It's it's nice, just kind of mindless and fun to watch the characters mm-hmm. and like the the making of they do this making of uh with every season they post you know like a behind the scenes type thing and it's incredible some of the some of the stuff they're doing so and i wanted to tell you about one of the things one of the things that they do that's new is they have up uh in northern california i think it's at uh lucas films whatever industrial light and magic they have this room that's in, entirely made up of led screens for LCD screens, <clears throat> like TV uh-huh. screens, they're all connected, so they the whole room becomes the set. Like they do virtual set, and they so they're shooting against a virtual set, like on the screen, and it's the screens are so high quality uh, that it looks like real life. Does mm, that make I'm trying sense? to grasp. So that. instead of shooting in, instead of shooting in front of a green screen and then putting the virtual stuff in after the okay. fact. The actors are actually in the real environment, but the environment's all on like, Interesting. a room of TV screens. Yeah. Now, it's, if you get a chance, it's on Disney Plus, and it's, I'd say, even watch that before you watch the show. It's more Which, what's that one called? <laughs> I, the, the show is right. The Mandalorian, and then it's just like the extra okay. feature, like... And it's anyway, and then there's a bunch of other cool stuff that that's kind of mixed into it where they're shooting with a video game engine. So the camera was that is shooting the actor uh, syncs is in sync with the virtual environment. So when you move the camera, there's parallax in the background that matches the the real life person. What's parallax what mean? Parallax is like um, how the distant uh, scenery moves in relation to the thing that's closer to you. You know how like something that's far away that's moving really fast looks like it's moving slower than something that's really close. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's a, there's, that's the kind of that difference in the rate of movement of something farther away versus something close to you. So Anyway, uh, they so so it's this combination of uh, virtual virtual set and real life action, oh, and they're neat. able to make it look like it's all together. That and the cool is thing neat. is that the actors actually have something to act against. Yeah, they're not just like acting in this empty green right. screen. So I think anyway, it's fascinating. I uh, highly recommend watching just the you know behind the scenes stuff. But that's pretty much all we have. That's all we have time for. And has anything eased up over there or any feeling, any hopeful elements of life? (laughs) Any hopeful? No, man. (laughs) It is, it is, it is just work right now. It's just, 
Yeah. I mean, the lockdowns are going back into effect and parks have closed again. And on top of that, you know, weather's a bit colder and I don't know, like I was out, I was out taking a walk. I don't know if I've, maybe, I don't think I've talked to you about this, but I was out taking a walk a couple of weeks ago by myself, had a mask in the pocket. Um, there was nobody out. It was on a city street, but there was nobody out. And except for this one woman who's across the street, probably 30 feet Uh away, right? She's wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I cross the street, you know, well before I pass her. So I'm, you know, just to be respectful. And she yells out, wear a mask, (sighs) you know, which, which I totally, I respect that. You know, a lot of people are very concerned. But at the same time, it just kind of symbolized to me like there's just this low level fear and low level yeah. like everybody's out there can hurt me. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Yep. 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 And I don't know. Part of me is like, of course, I'm going to wear a mask when I feel like I might be endangering yeah. somebody. But if I'm by myself on the street, you know, so far away from you that it's, you know, impossible that I would have any negative effect right. on you. I like I almost feel like I'm obligated to not wear a mask so I don't kind of feed into this sense that threat is everywhere. right you know right, what I'm saying right I don't know I kind of hesitate to say that out loud here because I don't want people to get the feeling that I you know am a no 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 person who no, doesn't want to wear masks but, but I think it is it's, your points are very good and your point about like that that low-lying feeling everyone's got is can hurt you or something like that is that's what I think has been wearing because I noticed this like we're not saying hi or not passing people in Madison are so friendly and yet now everyone just like looks ahead you're obviously not seeing anyone smile and right. you're not saying exactly. anything we don't to see each expression other. yeah we're just seeing seeing these eyes peeking out on top of them yeah eyes. and I wonder how it's, things will change like... I hope it will go back but it's it feels so different, especially, especially in a town that's so different than that. And yeah, yeah. it is. So I, I think I, it's been affecting me, I think more than has affected Laura, but psychologically, it's just, I have a really hard time, time with that, but hopefully everybody, you know, get vaccinated and we'll be, we'll be able to get back to something like normal yeah. sometime. And we'll be able to walk up and say, hi, let me get real close. (laughs) So I hate close talkers. Just so I can say, hi. Close talkers. (laughs) Or just anyone that gets too close to your, when they're, yeah, close talking just right there. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And there's such a little margin of error, right? Like one inch is enough just to be too close it's like yep, just step yep, back yeah eh, it's a very thin eh, margin yep. just a little, yeah so you've been doing some lives yes so um i've decided that every week uh i'm gonna do a just a live critique that's so neat so i guess i'll just put it out yeah. there that if there's anybody in the in the room in the trees audience that is interested i'm doing a live facebook critique every week on thursday at 11 uh, Pacific Standard Time, eleven. So, how does that Pacific work? Standard People Time. can submit. How do they submit work? Right. So, if if 
if somebody is on my email list, and if you want to be on my email list, you can go to dabbleon.com, D-A-B-B-L-E-O-N.com. And there are a couple different uh, ways on there. You can submit your email to my email list. I send out an email requesting submissions, and then um, anybody that's on the email list can submit a a piece to, uh, for for me to critique. And I say this on on the uh, on the broadcast, but I prefer that they be images that are either works in progress or that have been recently finished. Uh-huh. Because I think there's, I, I noticed this in the class, that there's a kind of an energy that happens when you know that the work that you're looking at is something that that artist is working on like yeah. right now, instead of looking at something that's two or three yeah. years old. There's, there's, I think there's a kind of inspiration and kind of momentum that the audience, like the people that are looking at it, pick up on. So that's the idea is that this is a critique for works in progress or recently finished uh I feel like I want to submit something to you and have get your feedback about it. Do it. I feel like I think I'm. Yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty. uh, I'm not. I'm not mean about it. I. And hopefully, I I just give feedback that's uh, you know actionable, that's practical, you know. I have a piece that I've just turned upside down. It's a big piece and I feel like I'm gonna, and I'm like, feel like I can just have to do a few bold things to just clear it up. It's a large one I was working on all summer long and I turned it upside Mm. down because I feel like the the blue is like the lake. So I wanted to do this like Mm. orange sky. So, but it is, Mm -hmm. it's that whole like going over what, you've been attached to and so I've kind of halfway gone over it now and so I'm staring at it right now like just have to go go over it and go for it but mm-hmm. I, let's... I I think that's an excellent thing to do even if you're doing representational work it doesn't necessarily even have to be abstraction flipping it around yeah. or turning it or looking at it in a mirror so it it mirror images oh, the that's image. a good idea like it gets you to see uh, glaring problems that you just can't see when it's oriented the same way you've been looking at it since you know since you started. I know like uh, digital artists do this, do the exact same thing where the, like on a Wacom tablet you can have a shortcut so that it flips the image that you're working on horizontally so it's you know reversed the mirror uh-huh. image. And digital artists will do that like they'll just flip an image uh, periodically work on it that way reversed and then flip it back. So uh, you kind of keep yourself, your perspective fresh. Then you don't kind of uh, get that blindness that happens from staring at something too long. Anyway, I think that's yeah. a, it's a really good. What other things do you suggest for people to do? when you're giving critiques? What else is helpful for people to think about? Um, actually today, my, this was only the second week that I did it, but I decided to today take, two artists that I found on Instagram um, as kind of points of contrast on, on this idea that I've, I've been, uh, you know, introducing in my classes for years. And that is looking at your artwork or artwork that you're trying to analyze through the lens of the balance of unity and variety. Hmm. So if you look at a piece and it's something just not quite working, thinking of, um, of this tension between unity and variety. If it's confusing, 
and doesn't quite gel, finding areas uh, where you can remove some variety. Mm-hmm. Like if you have where, where there are five shapes, make to combine them into one, where there are five colors, combine them into one color. Or where if you feel like your image is boring and kind of falls flat, uh, looking for anything in the painting where there is sameness. So maybe all the brush strokes are the same thickness or all the shapes are are separated from each other the same distance or you know whatever wherever there is sameness and finding ways to introduce variety. So instead of just having the same blue that you ha- use everywhere, try doing variations of that blue where some are a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. a little bit darker, a little less saturated, you know, stuff like that. So I don't that's know, that's really that's always been something yeah. that I think of is like uh is it boring? If it's boring, then I need to think of uh introducing some variety if it's too chaotic and not you know, united enough or not making sense somehow, then uh, reducing the variety and uniting things more. So anyway. That's great. I feel like there'd be a great thing for you to have like a PDF that's downloadable for people that are listening. Hmm. PDF. 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 For you. (laughs) I want you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that we people, people talk about like having a PDF, you know, when you're listening to a podcast, you're like, you know. Totally. Speaking of PDFs, I, um, I did want to also mention that I am working on a mini course or mini class on color. Yeah. And it's just like going to be a practical, you know, uh, addressing color not in the kind of theoretical but just in like practical application how do we mix colors accurately what are the basic color schemes what does that mean what's the difference between glazed color and mixed color you know like just just kind of the nuts and bolts of how color works in in paintings so i'm working on that and i'll have probably four or five pdfs (laughs) For uh, for people oh, that's to great. Different color exercises and stuff like that that I've found really useful over How the years. How cool! Yeah, so hopefully I'll have that posted in the next week or so. Yeah, I wrapped up uh, full color life last week, and it was such a joy to teach that course. Oh my gosh, it was just it was so out mm. there. <laughs> it's like. How would you, was it, it sounds like it was different than your other classes. How would you describe it that It was difference? just really, I mean, I think my courses are kind of wild in their own, you know, in their own way. But this was just full throttle, like, let's just tear the Band-Aid off. Like, let's get friggin' free. You know, people would just, lots of people that, because it wasn't focused around making a book, it was, um, it's almost like a prequel to Liberate. So it was much more about just really creative liberation just let get out of that that stuck place that place of like or the just that you have the art supplies you've had them for so long or you've you went to art school and you haven't sort of been but done gone back to your work and or you've you know haven't done art in a long time or just pushing through those blocks and just making and making and making and just using different stuff and you know um like just you're so you're so good at that i am and i wonder there's 
there is. It's <laughs> <laughs> you I are. You are. Yeah. The. There are both, there's so much psychology in yeah. that, right? There's not just like the practical reality of going and, you know, getting the supplies because you already have uh -huh. the supplies. They're already there. So uh, could you give a couple examples of the kinds of, you know, I don't know, what, what do you do in the class to help people get there? Well, I think it's a lot of the free. combination of, it's this combination of the writing that we do. There's these, we were doing these writing, a lot of free writing, but then breaking it into smaller little clusters of two or three people so people could share with each other a lot so it was a lot of color and memory and then um and then just like my sean did a lot of the filming or did all the filming which i hadn't had someone really just film me working before and had just kind of uncut hour long um or 30 minute long sections of me just talking through my process and mm -hmm. just not edited, not planned, just kind of coming in and talking about, um, you know, how I, how I'm, how I'm, my collaging process and just my thinking, my whole methodology. And because he's has a great, you know, he's inquisitive and asking great questions. And there's just like a freshness and a rawness. And I think people felt like, and, and because it's, I'm not in some like state of the art studio space and it's not like lit, you know, it's just real that I think people, it helped people feel like un, less inhibited. And, um, and I think I just create a space for people to feel like they can just let go. And, and that the community aspect has been so powerful. I, I really mm -hmm. neat. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a really neat, it's hard to describe it would be neat to have people on that have, that took it and how they would describe it liberation definitely mm -hmm. came up a lot so that was neat to see i think it's interesting like you know I've, there are some classes that i've taught for years in you know the context of like a, a school mm -hmm. right and i've noticed that uh, the more you teach a class the more you are just comfortable with the material and you feel more able to be reckless yeah. or be more uh, you know so it seems like, and I, I guess I'm kind of asking you the question, do you feel like you've, you've been, the more you're teaching these classes, the more you see opportunities to be less controlled and stringent in, in your approach and more like finding ways to allow people that messiness and allow people that, uh, I don't know, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, has, have you found that you've been able to let go yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And feel more comfortable with having less control or trying to exercise as much control in structuring what the experience is? Yeah, I think I think that's partly transitioning from in-person to online and to, to bring for that sure. forward into online has been, that's been new for me, but it, and then, and then from online to then filming things on their own and then sharing those and not over thinking I have to edit it very much where before so I have presentations I give that are like I share my screen and I'm giving presentations and concepts and talking through stuff and then um but there hasn't been that element of raw uncut footage of me teaching or sharing or showing my process mm -hmm. so that's the next level of it so I think when people watch that they feel then even closer 
and and right there with me. Right. So, and yeah. and that's kind of it's 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 anxiety oh, yeah. inducing, is it not? To to like put out you know stuff that's you know doesn't show you being perfect. It shows you struggling through. Process. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so. But, but it's so, so it's, it's liberating. That's, maybe that's it's also liberating it, for like, me too, because yeah. I'm like gate thinking, and I think right. it's having someone who's. I feel Sean's so accepting and delighting in the randomness of what I'm doing in the, but it's also not just random, but it's like seeing what I'm starting with and where I go with it, that he's excited by it, and I think that emboldens me to go, you know, like all right, great, I'll just share that. Which before I think if I was shooting it on my own, I would just overthink it and overthink it, overthink it and overthink it and overthink it. So that is definitely where I'm at. Yeah, I overthink so much. But it's such beautiful stuff you're filming. It looks really nice. <laughs> but I think I think what you're finding and what's you know been really instructive for me is that I think people have an appetite. Uh, for that rawness yeah. and that that authenticity that I don't think people really care as much to see something polished. I mean, there's kind of a minimum minimum level of quality that probably needs to be there, but really people just uh, are starving for real. Yeah. I got buckets of it over buckets. here. I can run out. <laughs> Send me a bucket, please. Take two Bucket of it. Of reality. I think, yeah, yeah I think... Um, would you ever be able to have like Laura come in and just shoot you like super casually? Uh, possibly. Or I don't know. That's yeah. And ask you questions. I, it's also just like where we're at right now with the kids. We're we're starting to get to a point where, right. you know, our youngest just turned three, and she's, uh, you know, so they're all probably old enough where we could. I don't know. There's a little bit more flexibility in in getting time, but you know. It's just trying to keep keep them, you know, cared for is probably the biggest barrier. No, I would yeah. love that. I would love for us to be able to, like, have that be something we do together both ways. I would love her to, you know, um, be trying to capture what I'm doing and also uh, me trying to capture kind of what she's about. So it's hard to hard to make yeah. time with, with the chillins. Um, right hopefully that will that opportunity will open up as the kids get older yeah you've just got a couple, couple de- decades no, pretty much. Couple that's what decades. it feels like <laughs> that's what it feels like uh, no it's gonna it's a... no yeah. it already has this year um really i mean having a kid in diapers and having kids waking up in the middle of the night if you, once you get past that phase it gets so much, right. so much better, so much easier. Yeah, and you had a solid series of years of that just we constantly. We did. We did. There's another thing I shared on the weekend of just a totally overworked piece, and just it's hilarious, just how I'm like, well, maybe someone, someone will just want it. You know, there's a lot of different people in the world, and so I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Eh, maybe this just was just a demo. I'm like, well, elements of it are definitely I love, but the whole thing together, it's a lot of mishmash. It's like, so good whoa. to have people like mish-mash. that in your life. <laughs> that, 
Because I, you know, yeah. oftentimes, like all my paintings, I don't think I, like, I've always got that little bit of, eh, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to have somebody there that's, that can say, yeah, that, that one perhaps just hold on to that one. And it sucks when you've over passed one over the, because I'm like, I loved it just how it I was know, originally know, and you can't go back. Oh, it's brutal. And it happens so fast. You can just totally destroy It does. Something. It was, and I loved it. I loved it at the beginning. Oh, so it does make you want to, once you have a wood panels, because you think, well, can I just cut this up and like sections of it? I just, yes, you can. You it's can. not that easy. Sure. Wood panels, you can, you can cut, you cut, cut them up. And then. But if they've been glued, the backs a little have been trickier. glued on. It, you can, you can cut them off yeah. the, the cradle. And then uh, re-cradle them. But yeah, that that is that is a little trickier. Tomorrow is a big studio organization day, so my friend Jesse is coming up from Chicago, and we are gonna work together on um, just every once about once a year we do this together. I hire her to come up and kind of consult and that's awesome. Strategize about some organization with my archive of stuff and supplies and. It's it's it is hard because I wish ahead of time I had the the solutions like okay we need this many shelving or we need so I don't have that part of it. It's very easy for me to get. I don't like the word over right. blah 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 that word, but um, it it just can make me drive me nuts. You know with it, but she, you know what? Some people true. absolutely love it. Uh, there's a word that um, yeah. has come up, I think, in parenting. I, I can't remember where it came from, but instead of overwhelmed, saturated. You're saturated. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm saturated. Yeah, that's how it is. It feels overstimulated yeah. with oh. it. Just too much. Yeah, like I can't see the way. Well, that's awesome. But so... It's a mixture because you want to spend time with your. I just haven't seen her in so long. At the same time, it's that. It's but you know it's like we all have our things that we're just we're. I, there's things I could just do and I like. You just it would be so satisfying to do and. Yeah, when when I'm that's not when I'm saturated, I I tend to <laughs> unwind by, by, organizing. <laughs> that's that's yeah, how I unwind and I think that's probably how you get yeah. wound up like, yeah anyway because I can't see the path with stuff I, yeah and she was like is there a container store near <laughs> you I'm like oh let's how see ca- how, do, how have I never spoken with this person can, can she come on the podcast sometime she sounds like she is a yeah she's a let's have Jesse on she's a I want to I want to hear listener. her yeah I want to learn from her if she's a an organizer. Cool. That's a, it's a lot of work, but it feels so much better when you get, when you get that done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about you this week? I am going to be, um, I have gotten a bunch of paintings prepped and they're ready to sell. And I'm really happy with like, they look awesome. I'm, I'm really pleased with them. And I've just been kind of dragging my feet on getting them posted and, uh, you know, getting the word out. So that's definitely one of the big focuses. And then I'm hoping to be close to done, if not done with this color course by the end of the week. So that's exciting. 
And you'll post it on I'll Instagram. Post it, yes, everywhere that I can think of. Well, should we kind of wrap things up for? Yep. Uh, I think just uh, hang in there. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Sabrina Ward Harrison and at Trent Reynolds Art. And check out the show notes at roominthetrees.com where you can also get in touch if you have any ideas you'd like to share. If you like this podcast, please consider showing your support. You can become a subscribing patron at patreon.com forward slash room. Please help us grow our audience by rating us or writing a review on iTunes. To do that, you can use the link roominthetrees.com forward slash iTunes. 